This is the Champagne and Socks podcast. I'm Elisa. My crafting has been absolutely all over the place. I'm starting to feel stressed out about my projects in much the same way that I feel stressed out about my publishing or my PhD, which seems ridiculous because craft is the fun time. It's downtime. It's supposed to be soothing. I'm so overcommitted. It's ridiculous. The other week I was sitting in the front room and it was cold and I was watching TV and I thought well but I've nearly finished that bare rainbow blanket I might just grab that and use however big it is to keep me warm and it turned out that I had only sewn three rows of the blocks together which was about the width of my legs up on the footstool it was a very sad and pathetic sight and I thought well I made this blanket so that I would have something warm in winter now is winter Perth doesn't stay cold for very long so maybe it was a window of opportunity and I just went and pieced the rest of the blanket together I just couldn't stand the fact that it was actually winter and I couldn't use this blanket that I'd been making for ages so I actually sat and finished the whole thing took me a couple of nights but the great thing about working on a blanket is it keeps you warm while you're working on it I'll pop a photo up I haven't actually taken a photo of it yet but I will pop one up I finally finished it I'd agonized over the order of all the blocks, whether it was going to be completely light to dark, left to right, moving in the colourways from the bottom to the top and mixing and moving it. And you know what? It actually doesn't matter. You don't look at any particular block and think, oh, that one should be three over or whatever. So I kind of let it go as I started watching it come together and realised that it didn't really matter that much. I love using the white as the border. I'm someone who has traditionally always crocheted borders in black and thought that that looked, you know, really nice and finished, but I'm loving the freshness of white. Only downside is I have a toddler who wanders around with that sticky jam hand thing that toddlers do. So that's a little bit like no back away from the blanket, which she has no idea what I'm talking about, but uh, I don't think that's, a project that will wash that well it'll have to be hand washed and I don't really want to get into it that was really good because I felt like I'd finished something and you know when you finally get into the finished mode and you're like oh I could just finish a whole bunch of things and I'll be finished 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 so after that I was sort of looking around for other things to finish or at least looking at what I had to do and I picked up a blanket that I'd been crocheting ahead of the birth of my best friend's baby and did not finish it So I've been working on that with the idea that I would have it done by the 31st when I was thinking that I would see her again. I discovered why I had stopped working on it. It's quite slow to progress. It's a chevron crocheted blanket, really, really simple, you know, 10 stitches and then you do three into the next stitch and then nine and you skip one and then you move on and that's how you create the chevron. Really, really simple. And I'd done it in colours that I think look like a bumblebee because I hate I really hate pastels for babies. I just think that's so limiting. So it's bright orange and black and it's sort of, the black is striped. So it's like one black, one yellow, one black, one yellow, and then a whole bunch of yellow. And then again, so there's a bit of a pattern with the black stripes. But still, I probably only got six or eight rows done when I sat to do it. It's, It's kind of a long drawn out project. I think I was telling you about the quilt block swap that I set up on Facebook and that started in July and in July we were each making a mug rug for one other person and we were getting one in return. 
And that was just that month. And then from August, we were starting the actual quilt block swap. Well, I really frustrate myself sometimes because I pick things that I think will be nice and I never ever factor into that decision how fiddly or time-consuming something's going to be. And so I picked a really ridiculously fiddly pattern in that it had lots and lots of pieces. So I picked a star and I picked it from the Farmer's Wife project. The size of the mug rug is six inches by eight and I wasn't quite sure how I was going to make it six by eight but I picked a six by six block which was a star but it was made up of something like 30 triangles so very very fiddly and all those points to match did not go very quickly as a project and July came and went and I didn't meet the deadline I'm the organizer and I didn't meet the deadline and meanwhile in August you had to make your own block that was the start of your block round so each person made a block according to the team that they were in and we're running two teams and then you post your block onto the next person so that in September which for those of you playing at home is next week you will receive the block that you then make well yes so then I had three blocks that I had to finish in August and so I'm in two teams because just to fill numbers, I, I'm organising it and I want to make sure that I plug any holes, which would be great if I actually plugged holes. So Team Red is a more beginner-style team where everybody will make a block with instructions and then you all make the block to the instructions that you get. I thought, I'm always the person who picks the stars and not everybody likes stars. They're really hard to line up points. Not everybody wants to be really, really challenged, so pick something easy. So I decided that I would pick something like a log cabin, except it's me, and I didn't pick something as simple as a log cabin. I picked something that ended up needing a lot of Y seams. And so I'd cut the whole block out, but I had no idea the order in which to piece it, and where I got the pattern from gave me no indication of the order to piece it. And I thought, this is supposed to be a beginner's block, how is anybody else going to pick this up? I decided that what I would do is I would take a photo of each stage of how I pieced it and pop those up on Pinterest as a mini tutorial for somebody else to go, well, I don't even know how to approach this. So that took me ages to figure out what I think is the minimum number of Y seams for this stupid block. So I won't talk more about that because I know there are some people listening who will end up getting this block and it's supposed to be a surprise. So... I really am sorry about that. Anyway, that one I've done. So I was thinking I was all really cool because the person whose mug rug I am making is the next person for one of my team's mail out. So I thought, well, I'll send her both at once and that'll be awesome. So I'm making this block and then I go and look and I'm like, no, that block is for the other team. So here I am. I did eventually finish her mug rug this week, but I still haven't finished the second block. And the second block for the other team is you make a block and then everybody will make a block that they think works with that block. So figuring out the fabric combinations and a block that they think complements that block, which I think will be kind of fun and interesting, especially as you get more and more blocks. So you just keep getting the mail and everybody adds a block to it. So after the next round, there'll be two and three and four that you'll then have a look and say, oh, I think this will work or this won't work. So that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. But I, again, I, I just, you'd think I would be used to myself by now. But I, again, picked something that's quite hard. 
I picked a block out of Ginny Bayer's quilt block book and it was a block that basically is 32 by 32. It breaks down to a chart of 32 by 32 blocks and doesn't quite, yeah, yeah. I'll show you a picture of it when we get towards the end of the project and so that uh, everybody who's listening and is going to end up getting it will get a, a surprise because that's the whole point of opening the package every month is to see what, what's inside. If I ruin it, then there's kind of part of the funds taken away. Anyway, I've done half of the block and I have to mirror the other half, which I thought, well, I'll just draw up the templates for one side and then I'll flip the templates on the fabric when I cut it out and that'll be the mirror image, right? You'd think. But uh, when I started piecing it the other night, the mirror image didn't seem to work. So I pieced half of it and I have to go back and have a look at the other half. So that's what I've been supposed to be doing. But I had a friend visiting me for two weeks and I took her to the closest, nicest craft shop I could think of. There aren't that many in Perth, really. There aren't that many that aren't a long drive away from here either. So we visited Calico and Ivy, which I'd never been to in Mosman Park, but I've heard was a really nice shop. And it's a combination of yarn and patchwork fabrics and so on so we went there and I was quite excited because they have a really big range of yarns like Koigu, Malabrego, Madeline Tosh and they actually had Richard DeVries which I have been ogling online but had never had never seen in person so that was really cool and they had a huge lot of Debbie Bliss which I'm not really a massive fan of but while I was waiting, I was browsing, always dangerous, and I found a really gorgeous book of baby knits. And in there they had this hilarious cotton bathrobe. And I just thought, I think I'm going to make that for the baby. That looks hilarious. So I bought 15 balls of Debbie Bliss cotton and cast that on. <laughs> and I've now knit, I'm onto my third ball. Uh, it's just back and forward, 190 stitches of seed stitch I think which is you know not that enthralling but quite good to pick up and put down you know and this is all very nice and good but I actually have two chemo caps I have to make and some tea cozies and some fingerless gloves and things that are quite urgent and I would like to get back to some of my other projects that are sitting there that really could be close to being finished and yet I am not doing any of those things because I would rather cast on a new project than finish something. Honestly, it's very frustrating. Next month, I hope to report back in that I am doing my quilt block swaps on time. At least that would be useful. You've been listening to the Champagne and Socks podcast, a twice weekly podcast of all things craft, dropping Tuesdays and Thursdays. You can now subscribe via iTunes, leave a review if you like, Join the craft circle and tell us what you're working on this week. Email me at champagneandsocks at gmail.com or find me on Twitter as Champagne Socks. I'm over on Ravelry as Girlie Jones. Also find the Ravelry group, Champagne and Socks. Finally, photos and links for this episode can be found in the show notes at champagneandsocks.com. Speak to you later.